Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. And uh, first of all, I'm going to start with the Packers, and uh, this could be a could be a hodgepodge, or it could be a. And uh, I just want to see, so say a few things on here and develop them, and uh, develop the develop the paragraph or whatever they're saying from what I want to say. You know, there's. Something that's been really ticked me off about watching football lately. And I don't know why, but I can understand. I kind of related to Craig Council and the fact that, you know, when he brings these guys in, that like he, he starts the whole bullpen for a day. Now I see that a lot of these uh, major league teams are doing this, but now it's the NFL teams too. and. I think it was NFL teams that first started doing this, but what really, really ticks me off is uh, is the fact that you know guys like Bakhtiari and uh, he's always ticked me off. That attitude is just he's way out of whack, and people used to you know, and, and it was a, I, I think it's more the Aaron Rodgers hangover effect. Rogers was simply the physical skills and all that was a simply a wonderful, excellent, hell of a quarterback. Probably one of the best ever. But you know what? There's a reason he only he only helped the Packers to win Super Bowl. His attitude. You know, and I could see there was something that was just wasn't right when they'd get to the playoffs. And they'd come apart at the seams. It was because of his, uh, <laughs> I'm dropping things all over the place. But it was because of his attitude. You know, and, and it was all about me. And that was the thing was, is that that's how Rogers was. He was a selfish prick. Excuse my French. That's, that's what's going on. He, he did not want to incorporate other guys into this into the team. We'll give them a chance. You know, you look at the... You, you can tell the crew. Who the crew was that left. You know, that, they were all in the Aaron Rodgers club. You're looking at... You know, Lazard, and you're looking at Cobb, and you're looking at... Uh, We're going to have to, uh, what's his face, Amos, Amos, uh, anyways, the safety, Adrian Amos. Looking at him and looking at a few other of those guys that, uh, Tim Tim Boyle too. I mean, obviously, you know, Rodgers liked him because he wasn't a threat to Rodgers. But the thing was, was that, you know, like, and I, I'm really, I'm jumping on the, uh, I'm, I'm talking about last year. Now, what happened to Raiden Rodgers this year is an absolute. It's, it's, I don't want to see anything like that ever happen to a professional, a professional football, basketball, hula hoop, any type of player like that, or any type of participant. And you know, it's shame. But reality is too is that when I look at David Bakhtiari. Only playing one out of three games so far. I look at that as being, hey, he's not worth having on the team. 
I was talking to my brother about that today, too, and I said, you know, and my brother said, well, I won't see him play the next game. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with it. If they didn't play today, don't play them on Thursday. You guys got to learn to play. You know, in that team that played today, they won 18 to 17 and came back from 17 to nothing and 11 minutes left in the, in the fourth quarter. That That team... It was a cast of characters that was not going to be counted on at the beginning of the year. You know, who's going to count on Wicks? Who's going to count on, uh, you know, you're going to be, be able to count on A.J. Dillon because he never got it done. You know, I'm not ripping on him. He's just, just not capable of doing a good job. He doesn't, he doesn't have the uh, ambition. From what I can see, you know, he's a mediocre running back, but he'll never be a good running back. Mediocre and good. Mediocre is the level that you just, that you just exist in. You know, you don't, you don't want to achieve. To achieve is, to achieve is to run hard and to fight. And I don't see that Dylan. That's fine. That's great. But just get rid of him. Trade him and trade Bakhtiari and bring in either get draft choices for him or bring something else in that can uh that's gonna have a have a ability to want to achieve and not be a malcontent. And that's what I I you know I, I was one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans that ever could have existed. And, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I see in a quarterback is how important a quarterback is, is leadership. You know, and leadership is a uh, different quality for a quarterback. Leadership is a brand, playing a brand of football that doing whatever it takes to win. That's leadership. You know, we we all love Brett Favre and everything, and you know what reality is? Is Favre was Favre was an excellent leader, excellent leader. He would do anything. He would put his body on the line to do to win. And, and you look at the games played streak he had going on. I don't see that David Bakhtiari. That's for sure. I don't see that in a lot of those a lot of those veterans that were with Rodgers. I look at I, I look at Brett Favre factor as doing whatever it takes to personally, you know, if it goes against your statistics or if it goes for your statistics, it's no big deal. Doing whatever it takes to win, you know, and, and that was that that was Favre. He Favre would put him, Favre would take chances. That's what they call him a gunslinger for because he would take chances on. Throwing a pass and having it intercepted, he would, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know. And and the the story fact is is that there's some quarterbacks today. There's quite a few quarterbacks today that won't do that because oh my God, they're going to hurt their statistics. Well, you know what? The main, the major number one statistic in mind is teams team wins. Team wins. It's the bottom 
line. I'm very, very, uh, I'm very impressed with Jordan Love because of the of his uh, his attitude. It's to win. He held that team together today. They're playing against the Saints. They're playing the, the Saints are not the nineteen seventy four version that had no defense, no offense. The Saints are a good football team. I don't think they're they were a great offense at all, but I think their defense is awesome. Their defense is incredible. You know, you're looking at Breezy, you're looking at Cam Jordan, you're looking at, you know, and you're looking at Lattimore, you're looking at Demario Davis, you're looking at uh, Zach Bond, a really good player from Wisconsin. You're looking at these guys, and you're looking at them, and you're going, holy cow. And there's number one, like Davis, I think his name is, or whatever. He is a physical cornerback, and he is really good. Really good. And then uh, the guy that had that punt return, too. I think he is a, uh, he's out of Weaver State. Um, I think his last name is like Her or Head or something like, like that, but uh, I can't think of his name. He's a rookie. But anyways, I look at that stuff and I go, wow. You know, that's an accomplishment to go against that defense and pop up 18 points in 11 minutes. That's an accomplishment. That's selling out. That's selling out. You know, Luke Musgrove? I should say Grave. Luke Musgrave is incredible. He's an incredible player, and uh, you know what? He was he was so close to hooking up a few times with uh, with Love because he was wide open. He got the uh, he's got ability to be a uh, surefire hall pro for and in the game for a, for a long time to come. You know and you know and Deguera is going to be always be one of the uh, these guys that's. Never going to get the ball that much. He's kind of going to play second fiddle to, to everybody else that's in front of him. But you know, and, and which is too bad because that's what they were—they uh, were hoping that Daguerre could come in and just be like an X factor with blocking and stuff like that. But he really hasn't been able to live up to it. But you know what? He still shows up every Sunday and does his job, and he doesn't come across and say, "Oh, my little pinky hurts. I can't play today." And I understand that a lot of this attitude of this not playing is coming from their agents. I understand. But uh, don't stand up during a Milwaukee Bucks game and start chugging beers on the freaking scoreboard. You're not that important. Matter of fact, you look like a total ass. And he's been, you know, and he, you know, I'm, I'm just using that case. Site to say that, hey, you know what? Reality is, I am an alcoholic. But don't do not do that to the kids. Don't do that to kids. There's a lot of kids that look up to that idiot. He doesn't understand that at all. He thinks he's, he thinks he's, you know, he's got an ego about, he's got an ego bigger than he is, you know, in size. And it's just, it's just too bad. 
No, I'm, the thing is, is that I'm ripping on him, but I just don't like the guy anymore. I, I, I want him gone. Because I think they chopped down that negative, negative attitude that they had. That's just going to continue to fail them. You know, and I think a lot of that negative attitude is coming to back to the, uh, to the defense, too. Um, but we'll see, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying that Joe Barry is a good defensive coordinator. I think, I think he would be a good defensive coordinator if he was fired. <laughs> oh, what a great, good defensive coordinator he was, but he's gone, thank God. No, it, there's a there's a certain aspect of that team that I saw today. And I'll tell you what, I was pissed in the first half. I wanted to watch them play good. You know, I'm like, screw this. I'm like, so, you know, 17 to nothing. I'm like, they don't got a chance in a hell of winning this game. You know, and and people and the players weren't playing good, including Love. He was not playing well at all. <laughs> What was that play? The first play that was funny. Now that they won the game, I still think I think that was funny. That play, I was like, "Whoa, that's uh, that was a bad one." But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that when you have a certain when you have a certain expectation. Like what I have with sports a lot too many times. And I forget the other team is a professional professional team also. And that they're gonna they're gonna do well too. Then I have an expert and then I get upset. And I start to sit there and squabble. Louder and louder and louder. Thank God I was the only one home today. So I could kinda do that. The cat was looking at me a little bit, but but reality was, it was just time to go to bed. And, uh, <laughs> I love taking naps in the afternoon. That's when I sleep the best. And, uh, I had a good one today, and then I woke up, and I was like, hmm, where the hell the score the Packer game was? So, I was kind of expecting them just to get powdered, you know? When I looked, I was like, what? They won? So now if they're, you know, and, and it was, I do that a lot because, you know, I, if I take the game, it's, I feel that's more important for me to get sleep and watch the game because I can always go back to the game. But when I watched it today, I knew they won 18 to 17, but I didn't know who scored the touchdowns or what had happened. And, you know, I, I figured it was like Jaden Reed got loose on a punt return or, or something, or somebody picked up, somebody picked up a pass and ran it back in or to the pick six or something like that. You know, and I guess what really got me going too is that freaking punt return for a TD. But you know, it's it's funny that I'd, uh, that this has happened and it, this had happened with the Saints because you know Sean Payton. People make too big of a deal out because he's you know he's a good he's a good coach and everything, but people make way too much out of that guy. 
Um, Sean Payton's extraordinary Denver defense gave up 70 points today. And then he acts like a jerk at the end and blows up at a reporter. Well, what do you expect they're going to ask? Gee, did your defense overachieve today? They gave up 70 freaking points. What do they expect? You know, all he's doing is taking out his anger and his uh, frustrations out on a, out on a report. The coaches don't understand that. What he needed to do was get a freaking punching bag. And, uh, let's either that or do a push-up for every freaking point of the Saints to get, or as Broncos had given up. Almost the Saints. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the type of thing in, in sports where, you know, you, you see scores like that, and you see that it's set an all-time record for points. You know, immediately, my, my mind goes back to the, uh, My mind goes back to the Balkans in 19, uh, 1974, I believe it was, when they gave up 60, you know, 62 to the Rams. And, you know, it was it's fun to look at that stuff and think about that because how did they score 62 points back in those days when it was just run, run? I can see what it is now when scoring 70 when you got... Tyreek Hill, and you've got, uh, you know, Tua Villa or whatever the hell his name is. From, you know, I have problems with his names. It's my fault. It's just because my, I'm not ad, I'm not adapted to that. I'm not adopted to the names at all. But he, uh, then you have, you know, and you have uh, Mus, Mostert from uh, Purdue. And he goes bonkers. And then you have the, uh, he was a, uh, you know, he, he was a small little back, scored four touchdowns. And I'm just going to say that because I should know his name, but I'm not going to go look it up because it's not worth it. Because I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Oh, that guy, yeah, it's all so. You know, I always always felt like somebody didn't get a name right, then, man, I was more important than they were. Well, (laughs) go ahead and feel that. I'm just the, uh, I'm just, I'm just the exact opposite now. I'm an old man. I'm an old, uh, old man who lost his memory. But, uh, no, it's, well, I think it's just down to is the fact is, is that, Football is wonderful and it's great and it's fun to watch. But it's also a, a life-changing, life-changing example to what our lives can be like if we adhere to the simple practices of what these what a player goes through. You know, it's when it gets down to two. It look at you know. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look at these guys that that uh, just didn't play today because their agents either told them not to or whatever. David Bakhtiari was just being David Bakhtiari again. Everybody knows now my appreciation of David Bakhtiari. 
There's quite a few things I saw today that I'd like to draw up as an anomaly to what, what, uh, for instance, let's see that the, uh, the market, okay, we have a store in Verona, it's called Miller Supermarket. And it's been in business for 118 years or whatever. Every time you go in there, it's got the old, it's got an old feel to it. It's got an old, uh, the way things used to be. Like, for instance, they'll have the, uh, they'll have a person walk out with you to the car with you and take your groceries and load them into your car. Why well, I think even hearing about how they even do a, deliver them door to your door now. Which is Instacart, but the Millers does it also. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that let's say there's four of the guys from the uh, deli that just decided, oh, well, we're not paid to work on Sunday, so we're not going to show up, and they don't show. You know, and they don't tell anybody; they just don't come in. <laughs> it's just brutal, you know, because. You know, it's Sunday. They want to sell food. They want to get things going, you know, in the morning. Well, four of these guys just don't show up because, you know, they, they're worried about they might might have put too much pressure on their ankles today if they stand in one certain, if they stand up and work, you know, they're, they're going to hurt themselves. You know, it's it's the same way with football. It's That's why I like driving, drawing up analogies to this because it's the same thing with to say that you know maybe the uh, maybe the best uh, salesperson on the floor doesn't think that you know he doesn't like working with so and so because they're not their type of individual, but it's super busy in there and they need three people on the sales force and he just he just says you know what I whatever and he doesn't show up either. Well then you know it. What you got is, is you got a, <laughs> there's so much confusion in that. It's so much, you know, unproductive. And, you know, if you don't have that, uh, have that loyalty, then what's going to happen? You're going to have a, uh, you're going to have, you're going to have a team of associates, individuals that are more into themselves than into working and making some money. You know, and helping their team out. That's the thing about that. You know, it's it's a bad example to others and it's a bad example to, to kids. And, you know, we all like, we all don't want to hear that to kids stuff, you know. Look, come on. The reality is, is that we have to show up. If we want to work there, if we want to get a paycheck from there, if we want to get a, if we want to have a uh, somewhat productive life, you know, if we want to show up and get money for it so we can do that, well, then we're going to have to show up. You know, and we cannot expect, getting back to Miller's again, we cannot expect Miller's supermarket to pay our wage for that day when we're not there. It's just, it's, it's just point evident that says, hey, you know, what did I do? What did I do today? That cannot go to work. You know, it's, it's Sunday. Okay, that's understandable. 
Well, what's it got to do with anything else? You know? It's like, yeah, Sunday is a family day and they shouldn't be open. No. I agree with that too sometimes, but the reality is that Sunday, that Sunday, if you agree to work on that Sunday, then you just don't show. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. You know, that's for the defense. The Packers today was just savage. Oops, Darnell Savage. He had a good game too. But the uh, you're looking at Gary. You're looking at uh, Wyatt. You're looking at you're looking at uh, Quay Walker. You're looking at these guys, and you're going, "Oh my! Oh my!" They're really building something today. Of course, you know, I don't know. Maybe they told DeAndre Campbell to go, to go out with it, take it easy for the day. I hope he doesn't have that big of an injury. We'll see in a month. We'll see Thursday what happens. You know, and, and as for Christian Walker with his hamstrings, you know, I can see why. I can see why they held him out. You know, and I'm talking about Dan, talking about either his agent or the team, and all came in agreement. Uh, he did, he's going to be needed more on uh, Thursday night. But I hope he plays Thursday night because I'm really getting sick of that tag with him of hamstrings. The guy's got incredible talent, we see. We see incredible talent with him. And the ability to... Uh, to outrun any wider, to outrun the ball, no matter how far it's overthrown. You know, poor Musgrave, the more poor Musgrave the day was just like wide open, and him and Love just couldn't connect. Um, and I believe he overthrew Dobbs on one too. So, what I saw with Romeo Dobbs is another thing, getting back to him, too. I was going to him is he plays every game. He's a true professional. He's one of these guys that we're going to be able to watch and, and years down the road to look back at him and go, oh, man, he was really good and he played hard. Uh, I hope that's truthful of him because it seems like he is that type of, seems like he is that type of player. You know, and I don't think you're going to hear too much whining bullshit out of him. I don't want to say he's going to be another Donald driver or any of that with a great attitude and just incredible, impeccable work habits. But that's what, that's, that's what we're hoping for, right? Um, you know, and, and as for the, uh, as for the tight end position... I guy that I like to compare Musgrave to is, uh, you know, you want to take a look at Chamura, but reality was that Chamura did not have the athletic ability that Musgrave has. Musgrave has. He, uh, he has so many athletic abilities that I can't believe that. You know, I can't believe the draft they had this year. You know, and, and Wicks is just from the kid from Virginia. Is really, see, you can see the talent in that guy too. Um, 
he might have, he might have, he might have missed a connection with Love too today. But these guys are going to start to make them connections. You know, it's it's a it's a pure. Uh, it was really something to watch him come back in that game and win that game, and how important it was to them. How much more confidence that had given that team, and especially, you know, when all these first string guys are out. You're looking at that team and you're going, okay. They did that against the Saints. The Saints defense. Awesome. Derek Carr, on the other hand, too, is. Every time I watch, every time I watch that guy play quarterback, he gets hurt. I don't know what it is. I I understand the fact that. I understand the Raiders ended up getting so sick and tired, and they ended up playing like the last three games of the year because they were a, uh, you know, they were thinking of him as being a, a malignant tumor to that team too, and. Um, You know, and that's that's too bad because uh, you know it's it, it's too bad because they went out and got uh, a guy from San Francisco now, and uh, and he's not doing much better than Carr was doing now. You know, they're still losing. Um, you know, and and the thing was, that guy that guy's got a few years underneath his. Underneath the shoes from, uh, it starts with a G and I can't think again. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, you guys all know who I'm talking about. He's not exactly a young pup anymore. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens. And, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I figure that, you know, are the 49ers better off with Brock Purdy or... Or the, uh, or they right to get to get rid of, or whether did they do the right things, getting rid of uh, Jimmy G. <laughs> and uh, you know that's the thing is, is that that's the thing about that is the fact that you know that's going to be one of these things that is going to be in the rear view mirror. All season, not all, and you know it's going to be in the rearview mirror all season until he uh, he retires or goes to a different team because they pretty much they pretty much have all their eggs in one basket with this guy, and uh, the Raiders are sick and tired of drafting bad too. Seems like they have so many, you know, their, their defense is so predicated by malignant, malignant, malingor, malingers. That hang just hang on, kind of do their job and kind of just kind of you know, and, but they don't excel because they don't have the ambition to excel, and that's what makes the Raiders so bad. You know, they don't have the leadership. You know, Devonte Adams. Hey, look, that guy is special. Okay, <laughs> we all know that. We all see him playing Green Bay. We all see him roasting. Player after player, team after team. You know, but the guy has worked hard 
to improve his to have for his work habits. And you know he's he's went through a lot of this stuff that when he was young after in Green Bay, you know, and he was in his first second year, I believe it was two thousand fourteen year I'm thinking of. He uh he had problems catching passes. I think it was a I think Christmas game against Chicago or Thanksgiving game against Chicago and matter of fact I do remember it as a uh I do remember it as Bart Starr coming back. And I believe it was for uh for Brett Favre and putting Favre's uh name on the run ring. Goes around the stadium. But anyways with all the uh with all this pointers that have their uh, name up there. Um, the Ring of Fame, or the Honor of Fame, or the Wall, it's not even the Wall of Fame, that's all in Brewerland. But anyways, what I saw with him, too, was the fact that he just continued to work hard. You know, he was one of these guys that got out in the open and dropped, dropped a lot, quite a few, dropped quite a few passes. bad points of the game. You know, and I remember that game, in fact, that against Chicago that they threw to him and he was, you know, it was raining and stuff like that, but he was wide open and he just dropped it. He even had a touchdown. And unfortunately that happens to uh, a lot of players, but they can see their, you can see his teenage uh, confidence just drop in his shoulders. He didn't have it, you know, and, and once he started catching the ball, as the time went on in his career, he started getting more and more confident, obviously. And he started to excel more and more, and now he's ascended to a totally different level as being one of the best receivers in the game. And that was what he had become with Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. Because him and Rodgers had a certain type of bond. You know, and it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to Jimmy Garoppolo is what I'm trying to say. So what I'm trying to say is that you know him and Garoppolo have that same type of bond, but it sure does seem like they have because he's off to a fantastic start again, and he will always be he will always go down and as one of my favorite receivers, obviously as a Packer, him and Driver. And, uh, you know, obviously, too, was, uh, Jordy was awesome, too. So there was a certain, certain elitism in Green Bay. Now, you know, and I said a lot about, and I saw a lot about Rodgers with his attitude that I don't like, but, you know, the guy had a whole ton of personal, or a lot of skills, that's for sure, for a quarterback. Like, probably the best ever skills I've ever seen on a quarterback. Because of his ability to uh, to make to make that throw, that was a tough throw, because he was playing as smart. But uh, yeah, it's just an attitude that drives me bonkers. And you know, it's you know, it's like being like when I'm in a when I, because I'm in recovery, I see these attitudes, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. 
I just hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, it's been that way with Rodgers for a while, quite a few years now that I, I see that in him. And I hear the, uh, well, he doesn't, he's not a good teammate. You know, and it's like, okay. But, you know, there's, but it was just because you hear the guys, you know, the younger guys that just, like in last year with Dobbs and Watson and all these guys that just didn't fit in with him. And every time, you know, Christian Watson made that mistake against Minnesota last year in the opener. Oh, my God. And then Rodgers just had a conniption fit. And it's like, you go, you don't do that stuff. You know, you go up there and console your rookie wide receiver. You know, and, and he... Watson went on to have an incredible year, but, man, this guy... This guy can fly. You know, I like comparing... As you guys know, I like anomalies, and I like comparing player to player, and sometimes people, you know, if you're younger, you're like, what the hell is this problem? Who the hell is James Lofton? But that's what I see with Christian Watson. I see another James Lofton, and, you know, if you're one of these guys that is wondering about who the hell James Lofton is, go back and look at the freaking, uh, go back and look at the tapes. Look at the record books, because he's way up there, and he's way up there in the yards, and, uh, touchdowns, and he had a great career with the Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders and the Packers, and this guy was a, uh, this guy's a Hall of Famer, you know, and he, he would have played his whole year in Green Bay if it wasn't for a woman in the stairwells, won't go into that, I don't care if it was, uh, you know, I just won't go into that, but yeah, it's just, that's just the way it was. You know, you see these guys, and you see the abilities that uh, Packer wide receivers over the year have, and, you know, we have to remember something, too. They had one of the uh, elite, elite wide receivers back in the 40s and uh, 30s and 40s, back in the late 30s, early, late 40s, called, his name was Don Hudson. Number 14, who did he play with? Who was his other wide receiver in Alabama? Bear Bryant. I'm sorry, but I had to tell you guys that. I'm sure you probably know that anyways, but yeah, I mean, Don Hudson, unbelievable. You know, and, and you go back and you look at those days when they're throwing a freaking, uh, they're throwing a watermelon for a football for one thing. And you know, it's it's fun to look at that stuff. You know, I compare it to Babe Ruth. I compare it to uh, the dead ball era when Babe Ruth came in and they, they changed it because he started to hit home runs and they started to see how much excitement he was creating. You know, they, they started to realize that, you know, I don't even know if Cadillacs were made back then, but they realized that, hey, home run hitters drive Cadillacs or... You know, back then it was Ellis Chalmers' uh, tractors. <laughs> and I say that, I'm just being ridiculous, but I say that because that's what Ty Cobb got for winning the batting title was the Ellis Chalmers tractor, I think, back when the, uh, back in the 19, 1915 or 1920. But anyways, that's, that was a, uh, 
that's the stuff I love about sports. I like to go back and compare. And, you know, it's it's fun to look at for me. The thing is, is that, you know, the Packers play Detroit Thursday night. You know, if they want to get a, uh, they want to get a, a good grasp on the season to start off with, that's their, uh, that's their game four right there, and you got Detroit, and we all know how good Detroit's starting to get because they just dominated Atlanta. I think Detroit is like one of the, uh, is definitely is one of the contributors. It's going to be the competitor of the Packers for a long time to come because they have a really good young team, and they're all starting to build. And, you know, Goff is a good quarterback, too. And we were all wondering that when he was with the Rams, but when he left. But he, uh, he's got a lot of talent. So, and, uh, you know, and, and I just wanted to say, too, is that it's how important, how important it is to have a good attitude and humility in sports you want to be a you want to be a positive team member, and you want to have a team that the fans can be proud of. But when you have a bunch of hot shots running around like Bakhtiari and these other guys that from other teams that are creating a whole like tearing living trouble, it's kind of hard to have a. Uh, it's hard for the fans to get to see the human aspect. When you see him on when you see him playing. And how you know how good they are and how great they are and it's hard to see the it's hard to see the, the how important they are to their team. You know, and that's a that was a uh, a thing that I I get back to. It. It's it, it's obviously it's a stupid money, but you know, it in the nineteen sixties. Well, that was yeah, that was sixty years ago. Nineteen sixties, for example. Yeah, there were no agents. And the guy without an agent today is, is definitely a guy without a cell phone, guy without a car, guy without a wife, a guy without kids. You know, and it's just, it's, it's unseemingly impossible to fathom the fact that, you know, what it was, what it was like back in the day when there were no cell phones. It was only dial, and it was only the dial phones, and there was party lines and stuff like that. And you ask, you ask guys, you know, you ask the folks that today that are a little bit younger than us, and they're like, huh? <laughs> and then you know, and I look back at what my mom and dad used to tell us too about, you know, what it was like back when they grew up, when they grew up, you know. And you're like, what? You had to walk seven miles to school. 
you know, and and uh, I don't even I don't even challenge anybody on that anymore because reality, you know, that's what that pretty much signifies what that it's all about. It's just a different era, different culture, different times. And we want to watch sports, we want to love sports, and we're going to have to adjust our thinking too. It's just the way it is nowadays. I, I really, I really have to just be, just be a person that, just be a person that watches sports and stop critiquing the crap out of it. Well, every time I critique it, like I was just doing with David Bakhtiari, then I make, then I make it worth not, then I make it not worth watching. It doesn't make, put me in a bad mood. Oh, by the way, I critiqued the Brewers all the way up until a week ago. That there's no way in hell they're going to win the National League Central. No way in hell they're going to the playoffs. And that the Cubs are going to go. Well, the Cubs are kind of on a difficult spot right now. I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place with sports, but I'm just trying to make examples. I love sports, you know, and I think about sports. Maybe too much. But how would you like to be the, the Cubs? They're facing murderer's row in Atlanta, down in Atlanta. And they only have, and they can only they can only lose. If they lose, they're done. If the Brewers, on the other hand, win and Chicago wins out, they're done. It doesn't matter. So that's the thing is, is that you know, it goes into a situation where there's a uh, <laughs> they put themselves in a bad spot. Let's just put it that way. And, uh, you know, and I'm just going to say, too, that, uh, you know, I love sports, and I'm glad that you guys are listening. And if I'm saying something that you guys don't like, just come back and let me know. You know, it's, it's either hit the questions or, you know, if you like what I'm, what I'm talking about, go up there and give me a good grade. And uh, on the podcast, give me a, give me some Give me some skin on the podcast. That would be like a five on a scale from one to five. And, uh, you know, if nobody else has told you, if they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks.